0: Okay, here we go. <laughs> Hello, All-Star clients, and welcome to another episode of the Veterinary Roundtable, presented by All-Star Veterinary Clinic, the podcast where we answer your veterinary-related questions while also having some fun along the way.
1: Okay. Wow, that was brisk and <laughs> to the point. Okay. There you go. Was- <laughs> <laughs> On today's episode, we have myself, co-host and associate veterinarian, Dr. Ashlyn Duckwall, associate veterinarian, Dr. Lauren, Lauren Schmoke, <laughs> so sorry, visiting veterinary student, Emily <laughs> Gallup, Woo, <Whoa>, A new <laughs> person. And my lovely co-host and head veterinarian, Dr. Emily King. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. TikTok.
0: Did, yeah. Let's Raise the it.
1: roof. It's going well. <laughs> it's going
0: well. Yeah, it's yeah. going really well. Harrison is, Yeah. yeah uh, figured out how to.
1: The algorithm. Yeah. and <laughs> Or something.
0: Something like that.
1: Something techie.
0: Metrics. I don't know.
1: But he said like 500,000 views.
0: In three weeks. In wow. three weeks. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. So the it's been kind of labeled like educational, mm-hmm. the TikTok stuff because like they're I showing like, like that educational makes sense.
1: stuff. Yeah. People don't see the ins and outs unless we show them mm-hmm. and how to do mm-hmm. stuff,
0: which is cool. They're mm-hmm. doing some really cool how to videos, like which yep. I think are really helpful yep. because they put like the he not that put the description in like of the pictures and yeah, which I think is really cool too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I
1: think it's cool.
0: So. Thanks for all the people following.
1: I know. Shout out to the followers. I know, right? We wouldn't be here without you. (laughs) I I never really even thought it was going to be that crazy. So, but it's good. I know. And I feel like different social media platforms are different, have different responses. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Just TikTok has boomed, I guess. And I don't have any other ones, but, or I have Instagram. I don't have TikTok, but that's like not really a thing, I guess. So yeah, if you're
0: out there, go to TikTok. (laughs) Go to TikTok. Follow it. Mm -hmm. You will learn a lot. Yep. So that's pretty cool. Very good. Good job, Harrison. Way to go. Um, How are you guys doing Uh, today? Yeah. Good. It's good. (laughs) 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 Usually at this point we talk about how hungry we are. are. Because at the end of the day we're all like, we're so hungry.
1: Yeah. I think we should have food provided for the podcast. Harrison. (laughs) He's never allowed us to
0: eat on the podcast because of the... The sound because the <laughs> sound no yeah. yeah That
2: might not be good uh, we have a lot of
1: rules behind the scenes <laughs> I'll Yep, be honest, we sure I'm do already <laughs>
2: thinking about if I'm getting food before my 30 minute drive home or and you're <laughs> waiting till you get home and or what where I to I get, get it, it I have stuff at home but I'm like so I'm I shouldn't pay for food but also yeah. it'd be quicker yeah I get it now you get
0: it now it'd be something you really want
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something unhealthy, which sounds good.
0: Yeah. Of course. I don't it's know easy. what I'm having. What's Charles making?
1: <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the beer there. Yeah. We really have no food that we are we went out to dinner last night. We were struggling for finding meals and well. It was our anniversary last
0: night. Oh, congratulations. Oh, congratulations. oh my gosh. We that's made so it. exciting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Looks like we made it.
0: <laughs> um, okay, that's awesome. What are you making? I probably, I had last night poor man's spaghetti, so I'm probably having poor man's spaghetti again tonight. What is
1: poor man's spaghetti?
0: Poor man's spaghetti is like you just cook some noodles and throw some sauce on top of it. <laughs>
1: Is that not normal? <laughs> normal. <laughs> no, yeah. that is how Duckwall eats. Yeah. Well, that is not
0: normal spaghetti.
1: So, what's your fancy spaghetti? It
0: is like meatballs on the Traeger. Harrison, vouch for them. Yep, <laughs> yeah, they are <laughs> super good. And but you have—I mean, it's like ten ingredients in the meatballs, and Then you got to cook them on the Traeger, and wow. then you got to put them know in the, where the sauce.
2: Traeger is. Oh, yeah, Emily. I have a honestly. <laughs> and so then
0: you make the sauce with the meatballs, and it is really good. My mouth is watery. That sounds delicious. Yeah, yeah it's really good. It sounds good. So, anyway, Schmoke, what are you having?
3: <laughs> My husband cooks. So, so is I, he, what's I he get making for you tonight? Know. Do you know? I don't know. I get home and usually it's like in the works. Well, there you go. Wow. So, something to
2: come home to. Yeah. Shout out really to Connor. Connor. <laughs> Connor the cook. He likes it. Thank God. Yeah.
0: As long as he's not out playing golf. Mm.
3: Yeah. He, he sneaks that in. And volleyball now. He um, Yeah. It's always
1: something. So but. active.
0: Wow. Good yeah. So there's that. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So we did talk about food in the end. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, so guys, we're on to "Would you rather" question. Would you rather have a full day of surgery or a full day of appointments? <laughs> that's a really good question. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I know the answer to that. Everyone knows the answer to that. What you would rather have a full day of? Well, I guess it would depend on what kind of surgery. <laughs> I
1: was going to say that's. It I didn't think it was that easy.
0: Okay. Well, what is your answer?
1: I like surgery. <laughs> we'll no. Surgery. <laughs> Not it depends what it is though.
0: Okay, I was gonna say no, no, you don't get to pick some easy mass removal surgeries. Okay, if you are gonna do a full day of surgery and you don't have to do appointments and you have to do every kind of yeah, surgery, no, no, yeah, no, no, appointments, 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 <laughs> appointments fun show, fun show.
1: <laughs> I just like the break of surgery because it breaks up the monotony of like zigging in and out of exam rooms, and it's a yeah. different type of exhaustion, it's a different kind, kind of, of thinking. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's. I actually different.
0: think you can think about the cases when you're actually doing surgery. Like yeah. once you're doing surgery and it's kind of becoming like a normal, like hand, you know what I yeah. mean? Mm-hmm. Thinking, you know, I find it's like almost like a time of like, it's like a thinking time. Yeah. And the conversations,
1: actually... like your interaction with people are a little different. So it kind of breaks that up
0: too. And mm-hmm. um,
1: But if I don't get to pick and choose, then I would say appointments.
0: <laughs> you should do surgery. You're more than mm. – you don't like the Smoke, manage- what do you think? <laughs> you don't like to manage the complications posts, right? Exactly. With the more complicated ones. Yeah, it's too stressful. So I gotta which sleep I totally at night. get. <laughs> gotta sleep at night, mm-hmm. I get that. Oh. So smokies, what?
3: I'd have to pick surgery probably. But I like them for different reasons. But I like how like my schedule appointment day, surgery day, appointment day. So it's like alternating. Back and forth, yeah. yeah. But I like surgery a lot. I just had a full surgery day. You yeah, did.
0: You did yeah. surgery all day today.
3: Yeah, so, yeah. I'm not feeling? at the point yet where I can think about other things. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> but I'll get there hopefully. <laughs> oh, it just takes gosh. practice. That's <laughs> right.
0: Oh. Yep. Emily, what would you say?
2: I think I'm you- a, I think I'm going to be team surgery. Team just surgery. From my experience at humane societies and doing shelter surgery days, it, it, the day flies for me. So, I think yeah. I'm excited to be able to get to do more,
0: more surgeries. Yeah, yeah. What would you pick? I would surprisingly. Well, it depends on like why you are picking. Like, if like you are picking the day to make it easier or the day to make it more interesting.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Like, I so would,
1: now you have to explain both. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I would pick appointments if I wanted to. Like, this doesn't sound right. Easy is not the right word. If I didn't want to have to worry. Okay. I would pick surgery if I wanted to have fun. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm not surprised. That's kind of what I would think. <laughs> yeah. For you.
0: Yep. That's it. Okay. It's
1: a good question.
0: Good question. That's a
1: good one. Number two. Would you rather swim in a tank of cockroaches or a tank of snakes? This is the first time reading it. <laughs> 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 or a tank of snakes. Mm-hmm.
2: Only. Uh. so the tanks like fully that animal
1: does not specify or are so i are we guess like yes? in a
2: pool with that animal
1: oh, i'm thinking it's a full of it's them. Yeah, yeah, a we're nice going thinking. fear factor yeah, yeah fear, that's exactly <laughs> what i thought of
0: when i read the question i was like this is totally fear factor yeah
1: then cockroaches what kind of snakes are they, are they poisonous are we gonna die
2: <laughs> my thing even though is if it's a full pool of snakes then you're gonna end yeah. up stepping on them and everything. If you step on a cockroach Ooh. and it gets pissed off. It's yeah. whatever.
1: Yeah. If you step you, on a snake and make it
2: mad, <laughs> then even if it's not poisonous, I don't want to have to deal with a mad snake at me. I'm <laughs> cockroach. Just,
0: I'm team cockroach. Yeah. too I
2: agree.
0: Me too. We're
1: all cockroaches.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: This is <laughs> <just crazy. laughs> dumb question. Moving on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Would you go, rather go swimming with dolphins or whales?
1: You go first. Mm.
0: I'd say dolphins.
1: Yeah. Are you a marine person? I know. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to do marine biology and yes, medicine or whatever. That is
0: true. Yes. Okay. Yep. I would say, yeah, at least I have a shot of staying alive.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> I agree. Dolphins, boat yeah. show. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I'll do whale watching on a boat. Yes. Yeah. Swim with the dolphins. Swim Even with that the dolphins. is so,
1: oh, they're so big and creepy and mysterious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the only way they're living Ooh. is because they are in water. Like they, they're just way too much. Whales, yeah,
1: it's <laughs> just too much. <laughs> their little <laughs> frames much. wouldn't
0: be able to hold up their bodies.
1: Little frames for whales, like their
0: skeletons. They're little yeah. skeletons. Really I don't know, little. have you ever
1: gone to a muse- museum with the the
0: skeleton Skeletons are not whale? big of a whale. <laughs>
2: what? We did, I didn't know that. <laughs> what about a killer whale? It's like when all the dead whales wash up, why it looks so weird. They're region. just
0: not, they don't, so I mean like if you put that whole body on, to, it, they wouldn't be able to survive, not to mention oh. they can't breathe, but I mean, <laughs> if they had to walk, like you know, to... Yeah.
1: Wow.
2: Can you imagine something? Well, they can't walk.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Are we really getting to the nitty gritty here? (laughs) I'm I'm just thinking, this is what I'm
0: thinking, I'm really hungry. But I'm thinking that it's amazing. God has made them for the ocean. There you go.
1: Who would have thought? Who
0: would have (laughs) thought? They're not supposed to be anywhere else. That's why they can weigh that much and have those tiny skeletons.
1: I need to research tiny skeletons, yeah, yeah. I guess. Like, this is, a I mean, okay, thing. you're
0: not going to like find a skeleton like this big. I'm saying <laughs> for their body mass, you're going to be like, wow, that's not that much skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: just not something I, uh, thought, I thought about. about. Okay, I'm fair enough. a lot of dead whales. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. on to case collections. Wow. Okay. Who wants what, to go first? What's your case? Okay, I'll go first. Okay. You go first. <laughs> so, I've got a 1-year-old Cavapoo. Yes, it's a Cavapoo. So, that's a Cavalier and a poodle. She presented last year for her routine spay. No issues on blood work. She had low platelets and then we verified it under the microscope. So, we halted the surgery, postponed it, sent out um basically a confirmatory test and they were low. So, we discussed potential causes, immune-mediated tick borne, blah, blah, blah. Gave her just a trial of doxy. I think it was two to three weeks and her platelets rebounded. She was doing fine. So we spayed her. Fast forward to this year, actually, she had an episode of gastroenteritis and just bad bloody stool. So knowing her history, we checked the labs and her platelets were low, but not like immune mediated low where they get to the point where you're worried like, they're going to bleed out, you know, less than, I don't know, they're like 20,000, 30,000, whatever. And so, um, we sent it out and it was confirmed low, but I think it was like 90,000. So it was like, okay, is this her? So then did some like looking into options of what it is. And, um, cavaliers come with a genetic mutation. Um, so it is basically congenital macro thrombocytopenia. So they produce large platelets and it's, just how they're being produced. So they're large, meaning the count will be lower and it does not cause clinical bleeding. At the time she was having bloody diarrhea, so I didn't know which one it was. So we treated her, she responded and rechecked and her platelets were still low, but on, they make notation. It's like some large platelets were there, consider this. So we did the genetic test and sent it to Auburn, which is a place that does it. And she was positive for it. She carries it. So she's not there was only one point mutation of the X. There was only one X affected, not both Xs affected. She's a female. So that's why we're seeing that. But she's not like severely affected or something like that.
0: Very cool. Oh, Did yeah, you write yeah. that on the wall? Because, I mean, I know, although it's like not, it's not it's uncommon. It's like a thing you look not, for, but we don't right. test mm-hmm. for it, really. Right. We never get a test for mm-hmm. it. So
1: I will. I'll put it on the wall. That's
0: a good one. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Very and cool. And she's back
1: to being fine. So we now know it's her. We have to freak out every time she's bleeding. So
0: very cool. cool. The machines can't read the platelet size. Mm-hmm. So they get counted to something else.
1: Yeah. We have to have a look under the microscope essentially.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool.
1: Yeah. Cool.
0: Chmokies, you want to go next?
3: Sure. I don't think I talked about my API dog on this, on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have. I don't think I Okay. So um this was cool because it was my first time experiencing it or seeing it or diagnosing it. Um but I had a one year old male German shepherd that came in, um, new client, and the dog had a history of um diarrhea, chronic, um, and weight loss. Um, and so the owner had been through testing prior to coming here and um I was kind of just frustrated with the ongoing weight loss and things like that. So we ended up doing um, a gastrointestinal panel to look more specifically at um, GI health. Um, It's a little bit more in-depth than our typical blood work panel. And ended up coming back um, with a low value that supports exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. So um, it was nice because I had an answer for him. We started supplementing um, pancreatic enzymes. Um, and he's doing great. Gained weight. Um, so we are nice. just monitoring him. Diarrhea stopped.
0: So, and now yeah. he's ha- the owner's happy. owner's mm-hmm. happy. Dog's but, happy. Yeah,
3: lifelong <laughs> treatment, but it was a good outcome for the dog.
0: Have you guys been hearing those commercials for people with EPI? No, Mm
1: -mm.
0: no, you haven't. I feel like they're on the radio all the time now. What? Yeah. And it's like like, a new
1: thing in human medicine or
0: no, no, it's been around. I don't know why they're advertising for it. But um, did you when you were just I don't think did, did you tell people what it is? What EPI like what?
3: What does that mean? So basically, you said extracrine
0: pancreatic, pancreatic insufficiency, insufficiency, but kind of describe like yeah, what it is. Yeah.
3: So um, it's um, decreased production or excretion of pancreatic enzymes into the gastrointestinal tract. So basically, digestion is not as efficient, has a hard time just absorbing nutrients, things like that. So, common clinical signs of that are weight loss, diarrhea, gastrointestinal issues.
0: And and German shepherds are mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. one of the most common breeds. breeds yeah.
1: yeah. Very cool. And I always remember too, um well German shepherd of course, but then they are still really hungry but they keep losing weight. Mm-hmm. I always think that's
0: voracious eaters, yeah. 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 But starving basically. Yeah. Starving <laughs> they are. <I> mean, <laughs> that's what's happening. <laughs> Their body is starving. <laughs> yeah. Um Emily, did you pick a case?
2: Yeah, so the other week we had a Great Dane come in for emergency surgery, and it was suspected foreign body. They knew what it had supposedly eaten and everything, which was a belt. And it was interesting because once we got into surgery, there was nothing to be found. But it looked like the dog's stomach was actually in the process of developing a GDV or a bloat. So that was the earliest i've ever seen blow especially under surgery and mm-hmm. to be able to mm-hmm. catch it in the process and then also is interesting because you know a foreign body was suspected and it completely ended up not having eaten anything and somehow just worked out perfectly that they lost their belt while this dog started doing <laughs> <Right. with>
1: blow <laughs> <laughs> lucky, wow. lucky 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 yeah. fascinating. Yeah. i didn't know that's how that ended. Do we pexy him? I'm assuming. Yes. You did get pexied. Wow. Yeah. Um, look right there. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. That is,
0: yeah, no kidding. It did That's, not flip yet. That is interesting because I think that brings up a good point that animals will come in for one reason and it's not really the primary problem. Like they're coming in because I, you know, like, for instance, I had a dog who came in and had a lesion on his nose that was ringworm, but in, on its physical exam, we found a mass, mass, cell tumor. So yeah. it's like, oh, okay. Th- I'm glad this brought you in. You wouldn't have come in without mm-hmm. having had that, you know. And so it's like over and over again that happens, where That's it's
1: why you like do full physical exam. Yep. Yes, I remember the one came in for an ear infection. You found lymphoma. Yep. Oh, wow. Young dog. Yeah, and Young they weren't
0: aware huge. of it, but I was doing, you know, and you could just, yeah. you know, it was like, oh, have you noticed? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it wasn't like, they weren't huge yet, but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it happens, I feel like, so frequently. Because
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they so, can't talk to us, so you just yeah. Yeah. go searching.
0: Yep. So, anyway, very fascinating. Yeah.
1: What's your case?
0: My case is the case I worked on yesterday that was a referral from a VCA for a surgical Intervention for pyometra, which is a uterine infection. Nice. So the dog came in, presented at VCA the night before for classic signs of pyometra. So it actually was an open pyometra, which meant that there was discharge from the vulva. So the dog wasn't as critical, although she didn't feel great, that's for sure. But all of her lab work looked okay. That's good. And then they said... Um you know uh, they give him an estimate it was too much, and so then they referred him over here, and we did it then the next day with it being an open pyometra, they felt they could, could wait till the next day nice. so we brought her in and did surgery. What was interesting about the case, which i I'm assuming this is what was going on, so on my physical exam, the dog had uveitis, so scleritis and um squinting, you know, yeah. and so um which, but was bilateral. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm assuming it was related to the systemic inflammation with the pyometra. Oh, but cool. I haven't really seen that, like those two things together yeah. or whatever. So, I'm going to see if it resolves after yeah, treating the pyometra. And, you. So yeah. she was way more comfortable even after the fluids, pain meds, like that next that evening, and then into this morning. Like she wasn't doing the like light sensitivity, squinting thing.
1: Nice. That's interesting. That's fascinating. Yeah. So
0: we'll see. I don't know. Why don't we recheck her at suture removal? We'll see. I didn't treat her with anything topically just because I was treating her with other stuff. But – and she didn't seem that miserable. So I don't know. We'll see if I might – should have possibly done like topical (laughs) steroid, but I didn't. So anyway. So we did surgery and removed the uterus. We spayed the dog basically for all those folks (laughs) out there. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and it was a big one. And it was yes. a big one. Yep.
0: And then we removed it, and she'll move on her way and
1: live a happy life. Mm-hmm. Live a happy life, saving lives.
0: I'd say the we the most common things we see with those dogs with the uh, intact females. You're oh, I I mean you're always going to get a pyometra at some point. Yep. Or mammary cancer. I feel like there's you're always going to end up taking off a mammary tumor, or they're going to have pyometra. Yep. So it's just easier to spay them. Yeah. Just. Get it done. Get it out of there. Get it done. Get it out of there. Move on. Not
1: doing anyone any good. Right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, gosh.
1: Okay. Listener question Hi.
0: <laughs> that was really good. Hi. That was some good energy there.
1: As I prepare to start veterinary school at WSU, what is the best advice you could give to a baby vet student? At Grace Devos number seven.
0: Oh, where to start? <laughs> I read that. I was
1: like, okay, buckle up. Yeah. Okay. Now, while. here's
0: the deal. This is very interesting because Harrison put together a group of us that are all different phases of yeah. our I was
1: going <laughs> to see that. <them>.
0: You <laughs> were going to see that.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I did a job. Okay, yes. so
0: it's interesting. So, me, I'm ancient. Then you have <laughs> Duckwall, who's
1: second ancient. <laughs> um.
0: So, third year now.
1: Yeah, third year.
0: Emily's in school. Yes. Yep. Third year in school. Yes. Right? And then Smoky just, well, now you're about a year. Mm-hmm. You're oh seasoned at this point. <laughs> so Do weathered and flying. torn. Um, so, um, okay. So there's so many different facets to this <laughs> I question. Know.
1: I know. This is so fun. Wow. Okay. So
0: start? You go. You start. No, let's let them start. Okay. So from a veterinary student perspective, this yes. person is starting veterinary school. You you know are the closest to that. So what do you think the person, what are some of the most important things they should keep in mind when they get ready to start their first semester?
2: I would say a very big thing for me was finding a study group because I know all of undergrad, all of my whole life pretty much, I only did things on my own, but I felt it can be very beneficial to just have people Even if it's not consistently, just if you need to, to be able to really talk things out and go through situations, go through what you're trying to learn in different topics. Mm -hmm. And especially with the amount of material you are now being asked to study and then be tested on. It's just so beneficial to really get that good conversation.
0: I like that idea. That's a good idea.
1: I agree with that one. Study groups are... The way to survive. Yeah, because <laughs> yes. somebody will
0: understand the process. If you're supposed to talking about, like, pathways and, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. like, I don't get this. And then some one person understands it very clearly yeah. and so then can explain it. To, yep.
2: And it can even just be beneficial because even as vet students entering first year, you still all have different backgrounds and different life experiences. And so I'm one of the youngest in my class. And so then compared to some of my friends who are in their 30s. And whatnot, and maybe worked as a tech for ten years before coming to vet school. They can tell me, "Oh, well, I want saw this, and mm-hmm. I can learn from that."
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: so everyone's experiences can come together, whether it be small animal, large animal, exotics, and it's good to just be able to learn from each other and also help each other out when with your strengths, and then get that advice and get that like assistance with any of your weaknesses yeah mm-hmm.
1: yep just quizzing each other too mm-hmm. yeah. constantly asking questions using study guides
2: yes break up the work a little yes. bit
1: yeah <laughs> Lighten the load mm-hmm. yeah.
0: for sure
2: yeah that's a good one
0: smoke what, what do you got
3: yeah i was gonna say she's already tackled one of the hardest parts which is getting into vet school so congrats to her yeah. um yeah absolutely yeah so i feel like what is the analogy they use? You're drinking from a fire hose. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> which I, I definitely felt at times. Um, it's a lot of information and it depends on which vet school you go to. But I usually it's like year one is you're just learning anatomy and physics and like the normal things. Um, and then year two gets into the diseases and year three gets into more of the diseases. And year <laughs> four is like hands on clinical. Um, so year one. It's hard to remember. It was a blur a long time ago, (laughs) I feel like. But I think just try out different study techniques to see what works because it's definitely a whole different ballpark compared to undergrad. So Mm -hmm. for me, it really helped to, like, quiz myself. Um, So that just worked for me. But for some people, like, study groups works. And I leaned on my core group of friends, and I had one roommate. We lived together for three years, and we were like – always together we always studied together and we studied separately but we definitely had that support i think the support either from like family friends is huge and having them to go to it's a stressful time but Mm -hmm. it has an end date so you can get through it and i would also rely on professors a lot because they ultimately want you to succeed so Mm -hmm. you know going into their office to talk about something and asking for study tips and they're like usually more than willing to to help so yeah. That's what
0: I would say. That's
2: good.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Like your study technique might completely change mm-hmm. because of the material is just so much and so different too that maybe it's not yeah, it's not the same method anymore. I would say have a, just have a way to also take a step away from that school because it's so all consuming that like have a plan to where you one, know your limit. Your brain can literally only pack so much in a certain time of studying. So like, don't be afraid to step away, take a break, take a nap, go on a run, things like that. Just figure out ways that help you um just relax and rejuvenate. So then you are more ready to go back to the studying and stuff because that's really what at med school is you're studying all the time. Mm-hmm. There's just so mm-hmm. much information. So um you just have to have that balance because – you can get burnt out in school just as much as in real life. So um, having uh, boundaries and being okay with setting those from the start is going to make it easier down the road when you have more distractions or more things to tackle. So a plan, a plan, a plan. It may not go according to what (laughs) you think, but at least you have some Mm -hmm. ways to get out of the school fog, study fog.
2: And being able to step away often ends up helping people's grades too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you f- don't force yourself in the room for six hours and let your brain take that break, yeah.
1: it really retains more. If you don't work out in the mornings now, start. <laughs> so <laughs> right. you start a habit. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> or at the end of the day, whatever you prefer. <laughs> yes.
0: I would say um, there are a couple of things, and this comes from – being old. um, I would say don't take yourself too seriously, mm. number one. Mm-hmm. Don't give a rat's ass about your grades, really, because it doesn't matter in the end. Really, what matters is your understanding of the information. So don't get wrapped up into whether you have an A, a B, or a C. There's that whole saying about like, a students do this, B, I don't know, yeah. C mm-hmm. students, most veterinarians are C. I don't know, something like yeah. that when you graduate or whatever. No one asks what your grades are. Did I ask any of you guys what your are? No, no <laughs> one cares. So don't worry about the grade as much as do you know the information. That's way more important. And
1: don't compare your grades either. And don't compare your grades because it does not
0: matter. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and um, I would say don't be afraid to ask a question in a room when you do not know and it's just so much easier just ask the question then instead of having to track the professor down later or, you know, whatever, there's going to be somebody else in that room that has the same question.
1: Yep. Even Mm -hmm. if
0: it's a stupid question. And I asked a lot of them (laughs) when I was in school. But they're not
1: stupid. It's so I know. There are some definitely stupid questions. (laughs) So,
0: like, my stupid question was what is a ruminant? So, like, you know, like, you're in veterinary school I had never worked around cows. I was going to school to be a marine mammal, but, yeah. you know, person. Um, yeah. No. Did not know what a ruminant was. Um, and so I was like, they were talking about ruminants. Everybody knew what a ruminant was. I was like, what the? I, so I was like, what is a ruminant? And then they told me. And then I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. And they're just like, mm, you know. So anyway, you know, and I'm in Tennessee, of course, where oh. there's, <laughs> it's all, you know, rural, yeah. farm, you know, anyway, Whatever. <laughs> but the point is, nothing bad happened to me. I didn't get struck down <laughs> by lightning or anything like that. So yep. ask those questions, even if later you're like, that was stupid. Yes, it probably was, but who cares?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Don't care what other so. people think. Yes. Yeah. And, I, and
0: And yeah, really just enjoy it because, you know, it's you have the rest of your life to work. So just enjoy being there. Enjoy the camaraderie. Enjoy, you know, all the things that you're learning. And I would say the other thing would be. If you don't have to track, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I would say don't track. Like I feel like my education was much more well-rounded from the standpoint of stress and anxiety and just learning other approaches because I learned large animal and small animal. So um, I get the, co- the pros of doing tracking and only doing small animal. But I really think that you can learn a lot of other things that you can extrapolate to small animal by being around large animal. And so – and plus it gets you out of small animal and kind of like that. There's just different demeanors, right, with mm-hmm. the professors and small mm-hmm. animal versus mm-hmm. large animal. And so yep. being around those guys that are large animal guys and seeing how they – interact. well, I was around guys. I mean I had like maybe one female teacher but that was in large animal. But they were very – Go with the flow. Like, it's all going to work out. Like, you know, and so it got you to be able to like, oh, okay, you saw this other side of veterinary medicine. It wasn't all just like, you know, kind of a thing. (laughs) I don't know. Is that what you guys thought was small animal? I mean, it's like they were very like... "Mm." I had a couple of really people that were, you know, really chill. Yeah. But a lot of them were like, you're not this way. way. I'm gonna smack me your Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. It's like, oh my gosh. You know? Um, so now maybe they changed and
1: I don't know. I would say I agree, like just the different you get more diversity, you get to break up that Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that constant monotony of I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But yes, you can break it up and stuff and like um, You find maybe th- some things that you think are really interesting, too, that you'll just be like, never knew. maybe yeah. I'll use it down the road in life yep. or something. And I think it's important tracking. I like tracking if you're pretty confident of where you want to track. Sure. If you don't, then I think it makes sense to explore everything because you never know what you're going to like. Yeah. Um, So I guess it just depends. And if there's like, if you have to decide and you're like, I have no idea, then yeah, do everything and just figure it out, figure it out. that mm-hmm. way and get exposure. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But I will be I will be honest. I'm very happy because I tracked and at Purdue I did companion, so small animal and equine only. I didn't have to worry about the stupid ruminants in yes. <laughs> <and cows laughs> Because and pigs, when we got in those classes, I hated it. Yeah. I hated it. It was boring. I didn't like it. It was not interesting. It was like I wouldn't want to do work on that fourth year clinically because I have no interest. Like
0: Oh yeah. So, so we had to do all clinic. We had to do large animal clinics, but it was some of the best. Memories I have were in those trucks going to the prison <laughs> <laughs> where we serviced all the cows and yeah. like just, you know, working on the herds and like just being outside and doing some of that work and some of the scariest work with the horse that was going towards the river that I had to hold on to. Like the
1: <laughs> I prefer the large cats, not small horses.
0: <laughs> um, so, I mean, like there's some really... Yeah. Anyway, but I agree with you. I think if you know, yeah, it certainly gives you an opportunity to fine tune your, your education. I think the other thing is you will not just, oh, there's a couple of other things now that I think.
1: About it. <laughs> right. I know I got some too. My yeah. <laughs> you
0: will, you'll make it like just already met, already yes. know you're going to make it. So like, don't even think about whether or not you're going to make it. Like that's yep. just a, like an assumed thing. They don't, the college, the professors, nobody wants anybody to fail. So you're going to make it just Keep working. The other thing is, um, well, that was What was I going to say? What was the other thing you go first because there was something else I was going to say besides assume that you're I was gonna just going to say
1: be open. Like you go into it and you're like, I'm going to do this because you want to be a vet your whole life usually. So then you go into it and you're like pretty rigid on things you enjoy or think you know and blah blah blah. So I was just it was going along with the tracking. Oh, stuff. I know That's what
0: well. it was. You're not going to know everything when you graduate. You will not oh, have learned everything you need to know no. in order to work. So don't think that either. It's not gonna, you will not know everything. No matter how
1: hard you study, it don't matter.
0: So yeah, it don't matter. You will there will be there's so much learning that happens after you get out. And that's what that's just the way it's designed, the way the system is designed right now. I think they're make some changes and you can speak to that with your education right now and how they're cha- kind of doing things a little bit differently at your school, but mm-hmm. I think that that's just the way it goes. It's just Impossible. to I think it's literally you. eighty
1: twenty. Like eighty mm-hmm. percent was after I learned after I got out of school and your hands on. Yeah, it's insane how yeah. much you grow.
3: But you do have to find a clinic that has
0: a doctor king. Yes, <laughs> <You need laughs> to. You need I don't mentor. know about that. You just need to find a, <laughs> yeah. a, a clinic that has veterinarians like you guys. Like oh, I no. think all. No, of you, the, stop. <laughs> not, you, <laughs> not, you stop. So you
1: stop. Okay. So I think that. mentor are good people. Yes, yeah. I
0: think that that's important. Yes, for sure. No. Talk and, about how they're doing, they're structuring your school So your schooling.
2: I go to Lincoln Memorial University, which is located in Tennessee, and a big thing that we do different compared to a lot of the vet schools around now is we actually don't have a teaching hospital, so we do clinical rotations, and it's 11 months of rotation over a 12-month period, including a navle step block that they allow us to take. And we pretty much spend each month at a different a clinical affiliate. And so you can, you get to apply for what affiliates you want to do as a, like overall. So some people pretty much stay in the same area and live in one house for the whole year. Other people decide to travel the entire country and really just make it a year of travel and road trips. Mm-hmm. But it's cause we don't track either which I personally have enjoyed the experience of not tracking. I feel like it's kept me a bit more open-minded to everything, but it allows for people to kind of start using clinical affiliates to dive into where they think they're going to go. And even then, they I know they've told us, sometimes they have people call and their clinical years all planned out and they're like, get me out of equine. I this is not happening. Mm -hmm. And so then they completely will help rework it, rechange it. But yeah, I think they, for us, they had decided to do that route and not build a teaching hospital just because they wanted to make sure any veterinarians that are graduating didn't feel like they were only seeing kind of like the zebra cases at a specialty hospital or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to make sure they were seeing more of just the Typical GP knew wasn't grad, They weren't graduating and seeing a healthy puppy for the first time. They were tr- truly getting that hands-on experience at different clinics and mm-hmm. getting good clinical experience.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: makes cool. sense.
0: Purdue's done some things differently, like than say Tennessee, like where they have the companion. Mm-hmm services you know like you can go see a puppy like oh, do you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah. like you can rotate mm-hmm. right through a, a service like where you see routine yeah. stuff like community practice community practice was, yeah, yeah or something I think like so. we didn't have any of that at tennessee like we just you i mean that you didn't do it was basically all zebras like yeah. you never saw i never saw a puppy i didn't even know how to vaccinate a dog like you know they're i think assuming to some degree you've worked in veterinary practices over time so before you apply to veterinary school, which I had not, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have seen that. Mm-hmm. So I guess your exposure—they're anticipating that you've been exposed to those right. things. But I think that that's you know really helpful to see those things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's smart. Yeah,
2: especially I think it is just slightly different when you sh- job shattered or whatnot and saw those things versus actually being in the position where you're about to be the doctor. You're going to be in charge of those things. Mm -hmm. It's just a bit of a different mentality. And now you almost feel like you have to have all the answers compared to if you're job shadowing, you may be paying attention to everything, but you don't have the vet school knowledge yet. You don't have just all that behind Mm -hmm. you to be in that position. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Makes sense.
0: What else? What else are we missing? Um,
2: I want to go back on Doctor <laughs> King. You said something about don't compare yourself to other people. Yes. And I know for me, a big thing. It's a phrase that I hadn't heard about, but I think we've all experienced it: imposter syndrome. Okay. Oh yeah. You're go. Congratulations again on getting <laughs> in. <laughs> know that you. You were accepted. They want you. You belong there. Yeah. Even though I will admit at times you question if that acceptance was supposed to be for you. Mm-hmm. And if you're cut out for this, And it's re- it can be really hard to not compare yourself to other people and not expect to or feel like you should have all the answers the second you graduate.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's real. It's yeah. a real thing. Mm-hmm.
0: What else? Anybody have any other thoughts?
1: I think the thing that my mentor told me going into vet school, he was honestly like, don't do it if you're not 110% committed. He's like, seriously, don't do it. And at first I didn't understand why they <laughs> that would be the, I don't know, the encouragement. Right. <laughs> um, but it makes sense because you get so far in and invested that, yeah. I mean –
0: Especially with the monetary investment now that yeah, people are yes. making mm-hmm. on yep. top of it.
1: Yeah. And if you get, if you start and you realize you're not 110% or 100%, in, that's fine. <laughs> like it's not a big deal. But keep that in mind. Yeah. Yes. But if you are, it's rewarding. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say the
0: majority of veterinarians are happy that they became veterinarians. I think that some of them are dissatisfied with the industry to some degree. But I mean, I think that. I f- uh, the veterinary industry in general is so slow to change, but I mean, I think that they are looking at ways to make the situation better, right? You know, for folks. You know, I mean, they see <clears throat> the problems that are out there. You know, the, the people that go into equine, they leave after five years. You know, mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of things like that that they know are there. I don't know if they know how to fix them yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. But
1: Because they've been there, you know. Yeah. Acknowledge Mm -hmm. and they've been there. We get talked about it in in school. Yeah. So it's somewhere along that line. Something's not changing. Right. You know. So I don't know.
0: Very cool. It's a start of a new journey. (laughs) A
1: little baby. (laughs) Oh my gosh.
0: A great question, though. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So thanks for
0: reaching out and asking us. Thank you, Grace. Absolutely, oh, great idea, Harrison. Great after idea, your first idea semester. Harrison. yeah so so <laughs> after your first semester, um if you because do we have a first do we have we don't have a first name, We just have I'm, well, I'm gonna assume it's, it's Grace. Grace. So <laughs>
1: Grace.
0: okay, yes, Grace, okay, here's your invitation to be oh. on the podcast once you get to school. You get going, you get settled in, um, you know, and you maybe after your first month, yeah, of class, uh, then
1: give her a semester. Okay, <laughs> <laughs>
0: after your first semester of class, yeah. then reach out to us, and we'll have you on the podcast. You can tell us what you think, mm-hmm. and you know where we missed. Yes. Yeah. Where we where we didn't yeah. hit it. I don't know. know
3: what she's interested in. No. Oh yeah, oh, that's Small true. Animal. What does yeah. she like?
0: Mixed practice, yeah. large mm-hmm. animal. Yep so yeah best idea. of luck get best excited luck. it's a journey it's a lot of fun but and like new i said new door has opened new door has opened yes. baby that's right wow. so and welcome
1: to the cool club yeah. <laughs> all the cool people are becoming that oh gosh oh
0: geez but yeah and then we'll have you on the podcast and that'll okay. be fun that sounds awesome it's cool okay
1: okay oh, i was that happy? a wrap uh-huh. <laughs> i was gonna say is everyone happy with their answers i think so yeah
0: okay anybody have anything else to add
3: i think of something like two hours.
1: I <laughs> yeah. Know, I know. Right? Has your trying to fall. So yeah.
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. And Grace, if you have any other follow-up questions, shoot them over. We'll yep. be happy to answer yep. them. So. Okay.
1: Okay. Outro. Well, outro. Well, you got, first of all, Emily, thanks
0: for joining us. Oh, yes. And, thank, and, thank and you offering gotcha. your perspective as a student. I appreciate it. And Schmoke as always. Yes. As always. Good to nice. bomb.
1: And best of luck on finishing school. Thank you. Yeah. You're almost to the end. So. Yes. Almost can't wait for that day <laughs> that's right exactly <laughs>
0: then the real fun
1: begins okay thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the, the veterinary round remember send in those questions and be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at all star veterinary clinic if you enjoyed this episode or a previous episode leave us a review on your podcast provider of choice we'll see you in a few weeks for the next episode of the veterinary round ya. see ya, see ya. <laughs> bye <laughs>